Neil and Mike back for episode 31 of Bodcast and uh, talking to a buddy of mine earlier the weekend. And here he is bragging. He's got a new 3D printer and he's all excited because now he thinks he can print himself a gun. It's like legit. Yeah, he thinks he can print himself a gun. I'm like, dude, that's nothing. I've had a cannon printer for years. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my daughter would think you're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I said uh, something. Oh, I said something. I'm like, Carrie, I think there's something wrong with your butt. There's a crack in it. And she looked at me. <laughs> she turned around and looked at me. She's like, Dad, that was such a dad joke. I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love it. Like, and it gets to the point where, like, now if I make one of those jokes in front of my family, they just stop and look at me. And like no no emotion on their face. They'll just be like, you know, completely Why? deadpan. And then every now and then my daughter will be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. You're not allowed. Yeah. Or, or like, don't. (laughs) (laughs) But the best part is, you know, they, every now and then both of them will like, you just kind of sneak one in there too. Yep. So it's like, yeah, it's rubbed off on everyone. So I like it. I like it. Dude, uh, what's that behind you on the video call there? I can see a, a bag of something behind you. Oh, that was um from our second session of puppy training that ah. we did today. So we get our puppy tomorrow. Nice. Yay. That's um, awesome. And anyway, so we did so we're doing virtual puppy training. Um and we had our second session this morning. So they just wanted to have to just make sure that like if we had stuff like to have it around. Um, but yeah, that's basically like our welcome to your new home kit. Here's everything that's going to help you for like the next few weeks. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. Man. Yeah. I don't know why there's a balloon in my office. That is just here. Yeah. Don't let the puppy <laughs> get at that. I uh... Mary, Mary. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean that's awesome. Good for you guys. A yeah. for being so organized, but B for being so excited about it. It's an exciting time. You should be right. It's oh yeah. Like I I can't take the credit for being organized. That's all Kim. I was actually thinking about that today. Like she literally like she got everything that we will need. Like everything that we will need. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we're like it was funny. We were talking tonight about it with Carrie. And Carrie was just saying, like, uh, or no, we were tra- we were trying to like explain to her, like, tomorrow's gonna be a really big day for him. Like, we yeah. don't want to be like we want to be very sensitive to the fact that like he's in his new home and we're gonna be very quiet around him. We're gonna just like if he wants to sleep, he will sleep. If he yeah. needs to go to the bathroom, he will and it has to be in the house, it has to be in the house. Like tomorrow is there's like, bound to be some accidents. Oh, absolutely. Um so I was just talking to her, talking to her about like it being a big change for him. Um, but I said too, I'm like, it's also like, just so you know, like it's going to be a big change for all of us. Like our, like we can't just all go outside now with it, thinking about what's going to happen with the dog. Like we have to plan things. We have to do all this. And like, I think she really started to grasp and appreciate the fact that 
it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be a lot of work and our family dynamic will be changing in a very good way because of it. Yes. So I was going to say in the long run, it'll be in a good way because it, you'll get to the point, like the first few months will be a little bit trying, but you will get to the point where you will be able to leave the dog in the house, whether it's crated or not crated, but you'll yep. get to the point where you'll be able to leave the dog and know that you can trust it in yep. the house on its own. If you want it to go out and run some errands or something like that, and yep. you won't have to worry about things. And when you get to that point, you're golden. I think that's the nice thing too, about having a puppy. It just, it's because they're so green without like, they've never done any of this stuff before too. So we're, we're taking the approach of like wanting to make sure like we educate ourselves to the best of our ability to educate the dog. So the dog can be someone who you can leave at home for a few hours. If you need to go run something and not worry about like your house being torn to shit um, like this, that sort of stuff. So it's, it's going to be challenging. It'll be yeah. tiring. Um, I'm sure there will be day. It was funny this morning. Even the trainer was like, she's, she said something like, Mike, you and Kim, you're going to have those days where you're thinking like, why did I do this? Oh yeah. And that's okay. Yep. It'll happen. That's totally fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. Um, but it's, I think we're all, I think because we've talked about it for so long and we've talked about the reasons why we weren't ready for it. And now to know that we are ready for it, I think we've kind of, we've worked ourselves to a point where we understand that this isn't just like, yay, the new family toy. Like it's a big responsibility. And so we, and we want to treat it that way. We want Carrie to have the same appreciation for it that way too. Totally. Um, the biggest things I could give you in terms of any type of advice is start asking around if you haven't already in terms of a good local vet. Yes, we have, we have, uh, funny enough, the, the breeder that we're getting the dog from, um, has his first shot scheduled for the end of this week coming up. Oh, nice. Um, so she'll, so we'll take him with her, but like, I've been literally trying to call this vet to say, like, once we have this shot, like, I like to have my dog here as like a regular patient. If that's what you call them, I'm assuming. Yeah, you call them. yeah that's um, fair. I cannot for the life of me get through to them. Like their phone just keeps <laughs> ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. I'm like, I want to give you lots of money for taking care of my pet. Why won't someone pick up the fucking phone? When, when you go there Friday, I'm sure you can have that conversation with them and they'll be more than happy to do oh, that. Oh yeah. You. And I won't even bring it in on Honestly, I wouldn't even bring it up. Like it's yeah. not like someone like, Oh my God, I've been trying to call you guys no. for fucking days. No, no you'll, like, you'll just be able to say, Hey, we want to be a regular patient. Like, you know how, like, I, I can only imagine just like how their world went upside down too. And the whole, oh, I can only imagine. Like, and they're a 24 hour hospital too. So it's just like, I have all, like, if we can, if we can sneak in by doing all, doing this all through the breeder, then fantastic. Um, else then we try to find another, yeah. try another, find another vet, but yes, it is definitely top of mind. Um, the other thing I am going to give you in terms of a piece of advice, only from my own experience, um, because we've had a few dogs now, they obviously all have their own personalities and, you know, all that oh, and all, yeah. they all have their own habits. But the one thing that seems to be universal is the chewing. Mm -hmm. um, 
so my biggest thing would be stay away from rawhide. Okay. And you can buy these things called bull sticks or, or, or bully sticks. Yeah. Get some of those. Um, don't let the pup, like when they get down to a certain length that they can start like pretty much getting the whole thing in its mouth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah take yeah. them away. Yeah, of course. Um, but, but yeah, they're good to get some out some like chewing aggression. That's good to know. So I think they, they stink to high heaven, but they're I'm worth it. Sure our breed is going to be known for chewing a lot. Yeah. So, so. The bull six are, are well and antlers as well as well. Um, if you can find some antlers, um, and usually if you're buying them at a pet store, they've been like treated in some type of let's say like a beef broth or something like that. Yep. So they don't splinter as much and yep. you know, stuff like that. Are they actual antlers? Yeah, they're actual antlers. That have just been like deer antlers. They they cut them up and you know do them off in sections. And depending on the size they are, they're like different prices. And but like I said, they do them in different like broths or whatever, so they don't splinter as much. And but my dogs go nuts for them. I guess they're just it's technically just bone, right? Yeah, basically. Wow. So yeah, if you go on to like some of the websites or something like that that you would expect for like retailers or something like that, Ooh. you'll probably find some there too. Cool. So yeah. Antlers are a good one. Bull sticks are a good one. The antlers uh, will probably last you longer than the bull sticks. Uh, They're going to be pricier, but well worth it because they don't smell nearly as bad. They don't, they don't get all weird and gummy and yeah. Yeah. The antlers, if you're going to invest in one of the two, is probably the way to go. Okay. That's really good to know, actually. But I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) just knowing that I live in a very rural area right now that I would not be surprised if there were other somebody selling antlers yeah yeah totally or even Uh, just bone from hunting yeah like i'm pretty sure actually the general store in my town there's the box at the front door but it could also be from farms um of just like big bones that you can give to dogs and stuff like that there you go yeah Hmm. so there you go a lot to learn man a lot to learn big news for you and yeah. awesome news for the family. Yeah. Um, Exciting. We, this weekend, um, as you so eloquently put before we started recording, it is the second Saturday of the long weekend. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, has been, <laughs> it has been a busy weekend here at our household. Uh, lots of yard work. So I don't know what they're doing out your way, but here they were, they've been promoting this no mow may. No. So to help the local ecosystem and then like the insects and the birds and all this other stuff, they're trying to get people not to mow their yards all may. And there's some benefits for your, yeah. So there's some benefits for your own yard too, because it helps the grass develop a deeper rooting system and, you know, stuff like that. Absolutely. And I was on board, mainly because I'm lazy. <laughs> I got two-thirds of the way through May before I couldn't take it anymore. I can only imagine. Yeah. So the last couple of days, it's been like yard work. <laughs> I couldn't take it. Yeah. So, yeah, cutting the grass, you know, trimming, all that. Got out the hedge trimmer today. Got rid of all the bulk because we have hedges on two sides of our property. Yep. So it's been a pretty hectic couple of days. Not in a bad way, 
but very active. That's very, good. very active. As you like to say, you know, puttering. Yeah, you're puttering. Yeah, and just getting stuff done. Right. Awesome, man. I love like honestly, like it's something that I I I didn't do living in a condo just because there's no opportunity to. But like here, when especially like I think just because we it was like moving into a new house and there were things that we we needed to do and you didn't want to wait until lockdowns were done and so you kind of just learn to try and make the best of what you have and you just try things and it's fucking fun man i don't know i just i love doing it i love like learning how to garden properly or like learning how to build my fire pit like just little shit like that it's a lot of fun man well and i went out like two years ago and got like a much better hedge trimmer than what I had before. Because <laughs> yeah. before I had this like little dinky ass 14 inch like hedge trimmer. Yeah. And now I've got this like almost two foot long like monster of a hedge trimmer. And it's yeah. just like, you know, oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and right. at the same time, they had a smoking deal on a sawzall and I didn't need one, but now I have one. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm good for that too. I feel like that was like all of my shopping last year at Canadian Tire was going in, finding the two or three things I knew I was going for, and then it's just like I'm going to walk a few aisles and just like oh, see what they got. I've got like ten times the amount of things that I planned on buying when I'm coming out of the store. Yeah, and honestly, I'm that way. I mean, at a few places, but I'm most notorious for that on like Amazon. Oh my god, yeah. Because, and here's the perfect example. I have a list going on Amazon right now for things that I want my daughter to have when the fall comes and, you know, university starts. Right. Stuff that it doesn't make sense for, you know, us to ship back, but stuff that will be needed. And I know we can get cheaper on Amazon than we could if we were to buy it, say, back there. Yep. So I've got a list of some basics and essentials, like a good power bar with good surge protection, right? Stuff like that. Yep. Laundry bags, because you're going to yep. need laundry bags, right? You know, minor stuff, nothing yep. major. But yep. here I am looking and I'm adding stuff to the list and all of a sudden I need, because my car's got one of those push button starts. Yep. Okay. Oh, look at that. You can get a protective cover for your push button start. That's kind of cool. Oh, look at that. You can get an Iron Man protective cover. Add to cart. <laughs> <laughs> it's Amazon, any of the big kind of e-tailers, they have basically figured out through their algorithms how to build the, the checkout aisle. Like when you go to checkout at any store where it's like, it's all this, it's all the last bit of stuff that you don't need. But it's so cheap where it's just like, well, yeah, I need that. Yeah, well, and I need that's, that. And that's exactly what this was. Like this stupid Iron yeah. Man protective cover for my push button start in the car. is Which like not... I didn't even know you could buy push button covers. Yeah, yeah, you can. Wow. And this one's nine bucks. <laughs> and it's, is it like a picture of Iron Man's mask? Oh, no, I will show you after. It is impressive. Okay. Um, <laughs> keep, keep in mind, my car is gray and orange. Okay. And I will show you after this okay. Iron Man thing. All right. Um, All right. Other things happening here this weekend. Uh, my daughter had their grad pictures done. Ooh. Like, like the, like in the dress, like out in the middle of, let's say a field or, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So grad pictures done. Nice. So we're hoping to see them sometime next week. Nice. 
So it just kind of hits home that holy shit that's just around the corner. Yeah. That's moving quick, man. Yeah. Um, what else? I realized I don't have a suit jacket that fits me. <laughs> so I had to order myself one. Because the shop that I went to didn't have it in my size. Oh. Yeah. Are you like, I like, we're both big guys. Yep. Uh, I'm bigger. And I'm taller. Yes. I think. Yes, you are. And I have. And I have some like awkward sizing that like my arms aren't super long. Like, you got a good wingspan. Yeah. But like it just I've always found it really difficult to buy shirts or anything kind of semi-formal. Yeah. That's like fit that fits well right out of the box. Like it just never happens. Mine isn't too bad that way. The worst part is, is because of some of the weight loss and I gained a little back, but not all of it, but because of some of the weight loss, depending on the fit of the item, I could be either, you know, X fit or Y fit. Yep. Or size, I should say. Yep. Yep. Um, so the sale was too good to pass up. Like these suit jackets are regular 330 bucks and they're on for 80. Oh yeah. Good for you. So I ordered two. <laughs> I one does one of each size. Yep. And whichever oh, good, one, good call, good call. Whichever one doesn't fit me, I can bring back to the store. I checked on with the people at the store. So, so what's yeah. Your, um, what's your go-to suit color? Um, I tend to go with either something gray or like a navy blue. Yep. I mean, pretty basic. Uh, yep. This one's a, a gray plaid. So it looks very nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it'll be pretty nice. I'm just uh, doing for the grad picks with, uh, with my daughter and my wife. Like I'm just doing like blue jeans. I got some Doc Martens, but not the leather ones. Like I got the, like the material docks. Those are things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are things. So I got like the material ones, not the leather ones. Um, some good jeans. Um, just going to go with like basic white or black shirt under yep. it, like, you know, collar shirt and yeah, then yeah. a sport jacket. Beautiful. Yeah. I don't want to go like full on like shirt and tie type deal. No, but no, nice. so, yeah. I like but I got hand. it, but I figured shit, I better get my stuff going because it dawned on me this week with the grad pictures happening. That means we're only about a month away. <laughs> Yep. Frig. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, frig. so yeah, it was, uh, it's been a busy weekend. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a good weekend though, man. Oh yeah. It hasn't been a bad weekend. It's just been busy weekend. I mean, yeah. it's not like NHL playoff busy, but it's busy. Oh, no, no, that was a while, like three days between game one and game two. And we're talking leaves here. <laughs> well, even just playoffs in general. Oh, it's playoffs been, in general. Yeah. It's been a really interesting playoffs in general so far. Yeah. I haven't been, I like, I've been paying attention. I haven't been watching nearly as many games because I just, I always find I just, I get so invested in the Leafs. I don't care about anybody else. I get, um, but I keep hearing about like all the OTs that like, 
that are happening or like the zero zero games going into the third, like just crazy comebacks and it's always the way in the playoffs, right? Everyone ever always plays so much more defensively in the playoffs. It's it's literally a different season. Yeah. Like it's literally a different season. And I'm like I'm gonna be upfront and honest. Like I still have next to no interest in watching games. I will keep track of scores. I will like watch highlights, you know, stuff like that, but I yeah. still can't bring myself to sit down and watch a game. That's uh, fair. But that, that incident with Tavares. I, wow. I was watching it live. That was scary as fuck. And I, I don't know why, but I was, I was pacing in my living room while I was watching the game, like just standing up and watching it. Yeah. And then you see it all happen, like you see it happen, and it's just like, oh, that's that's not good. No, like he was just like out like immediately. The way uh, he tried to get up and then just kind of oh. went back again, like that was just it, like and like watching that happen live on TV, and then they pan over to Dubis, and you see like Dubis like freaking out up in the box, like yeah. get help, get help, get help. Like it, it was pretty rattling to see happen like yeah. on live tv um now why sportsnet decided to keep showing the hit over and over i and don't over get that over. like it's like it's like ufc back in the day when anderson silva made that one kick and he broke his leg and yeah. he tried and, and he like wrapped his leg almost around the yeah. other guy's leg and they kept showing it over and over i don't yeah. know to this day why they did that no well it's i so i don't know i don't know if you heard about some of the the other or like the outcry that happened here in toronto so we have a paper called the toronto sun part of post media mm-hmm. we can generalize and say post media is a very right wing oh very much so i'm very familiar with the sun papers calgary's got yeah. one as well yeah the only good thing I can say about the Sun is their sports coverage. I don't know if it still is, but their sports coverage used to be pretty good. I, I think it used to be relatively good here. Um, their Sunday paper cover was a picture of Tavares passed like passed out, like when like when he was fainting back. Oh god! On the front page of their oh god, you don't on, sorry on Friday. It was just like horrible. Like, and like you know, you know, he has two kids. You know, he has a family, and like his family's yeah, probably he, watched that game and like having watched all that in real time. Like that's scary shit, man. Yeah. And then to have it printed, like, why? What are you getting? Like, other than just you're getting this. This is what they wanted was a fucking reaction. Um, yeah, they only did it for the dollars and cents. You know, of course. Right. But here's. <laughs> I am not a Corey Perry fan. No, I don't think a lot. Of I don't are. think a lot of people are. <laughs> and I'm sure um, you know what? He's probably a great guy off the ice. He yeah. is. He, you just, you hate him as a hockey player. But he's the type of guy that you probably love to have on your team. Of course. But I will say this. Watching that in real time. I don't think there was anything intentional there. No way. There's I like, no way. I, I was looking at that even like slow motion the first couple of times, like, and then again in real time, 
like yeah. you can see the clear motion and intent that he was trying to avoid. Yes. Like, so like that's, it, it's a freak accident. Yeah. It's a freak accident. Like it sucks. Um, yes. But like Corey Perry is definitely a dirty player or has oh, been. No, I mean, just look at his player. history. Right. But like, this is one of those things where it's just like, it's just, it's, this is, uh, you see how fast the game is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's it, it. Exactly. Like it just, it's a, it's an unfortunate and it's unfortunate and it's unfortunate too, because it completely derailed the Leafs that game. Like game one, they were pretty much like, yeah, like they weren't in it at all. Like, and, and, and rightfully so like who would like, it, like I, I felt weird going to bed that night after watching the game. Like it just, it felt like, I don't know. It was just if, it, like, just watching everything that happened to Tavares was just like it just left you kind of like, oh, yeah. Like it kind of gives you the shakes a bit. No, I agree. It's it reminded me a lot of. I remember watching back in the day the game that the Expos played when Moises Alou was still with the Expos, and the Expos were still a thing. Um, (laughs) And I forget who they were playing, but there was that one game when he was rounding the bases, and I think he was approaching second or just finished rounding second and was trying to go to third or was putting the brakes on or something, and he broke his ankle. Yeah. And his ankle was and, like, foot was pretty much perpendicular to the rest of his leg. Yeah. And that was... Like, I still remember that look on his face. I will never shake that image yeah. of seeing that live. Yeah. And there are ju- those types of injuries that happen every now and then that just stay with you when you're yep. watching it, right? Yep. Yeah. <sighs> it, was, it was definitely jar- like, yeah, he, he, we've all seen bad plays in hockey, like where someone gets hurt. Like, this was just, I think the fact, like, that you see him, tr- like, just full of adrenaline trying to get up yeah. and then not being able to, and then basically passing right out again and just, Oh, scary. I'll, stuff. I'll be honest. The first time I saw the trainer on the ice with the towel and all yeah. that, I thought maybe we had a Clint Malarchuk situation going on because again, I hadn't watched it live. Oh, like he got cut. Yeah. So that yeah. was the first thing I had thought, but then right. after watching it and seeing him collapse again, I'm like, Oh geez. Yeah. And then I saw the replay. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Brutal, man. Yeah, Brutal, it man. has been. But I will say, um, other than that, there's been a lot of really interesting games so far, like you said. <laughs> yeah. It's been a lot of tight games, as you expect. Yep. I think we're we're recording this on a Sunday, and I've seen two like there's been two eliminations already now. Oh. Washington got eliminated by Boston, fuck Boston. Yep, and uh, the Avs swept St. Louis. Not surprised by that. No, the Avs are a fucking juggernaut. Yeah. What about fucking Cadre? Eight games, wasn't it? <laughs> I <laughs> I think he's literally been suspended for more games than he's actually played in the playoffs. Like, Honestly, though, he's not the make or break for that team. No, he's not. When he's good, he's real good. 
Oh, I'm not saying he's like he's, he's real good, and he can be a game breaker. Oh, but he, he can be, but he is not the be all end all for that team. No. Oh no no no. Oh no. Colorado will march on perfectly fine. Like they'll be okay. But just the like the fact that he got suspended again, three straight playoffs. It just figures. Um, or two. I, no, not three, not three straight. No, he didn't get suspended last year. I do kind of regret not getting in on Ricky's pool, but oh, uh, what can you do? Because I would have went with the I would have went with the Abs. As much as I want to see the Leafs do it, you'd be stupid not to pick the Abs right now. Going I, into it, uh, I don't know. I I I just. I think the I think game one with the Leafs against Montreal was a blip, just with everything that happened, and then they came out yesterday, and won five one, and looked fantastic doing it. Like they should beat Montreal, and they should beat them rather handedly. But I don't know. I just I feel like stars are aligning for the Leafs for a little. I hope bit you're right. Run. I hope you're right. Um, I mean, I can't say much because the last time I won a pool was like when the Blues won. Yeah. So that doesn't say much. <laughs> well, I mean, I've uh, whenever I do these pools, I, I, you never, you can never go with the sure bet. Like it's just, it just so very rarely happens. Like this year, if the Leafs weren't as good as they are, like I legit think they have a shot this yeah. year, I'd pick someone like Pittsburgh. I think like, that's they're always Pittsburgh. a safe bet. Pittsburgh always goes on runs. Yeah. Even hell, even Nashville. Like Nashville's like they kind of squeaked in, but they can go on a little run. Minnesota. Like they're oh, kind God, of a surprise team that no one really expected to do. Such as well. a boring team, though. They are. They are the world's most boringest hockey team. They have oh. actually one of the most beautiful jerseys. I love their jerseys, but they are the most middle of the pack hockey team consistently. Yeah. Like they're always like fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth in the league. Just garbage. You're not bad. You're not good. You're never going to get better unless you trade and you're not trading because you're like, it's just, Oh, they're hilarious. I just, I just realized that the wild are essentially our spirit animal, like our podcast spirit animal. (laughs) Cause we're going to be middle of the pack. Yeah. We're pretty mediocre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Uh, and we're okay with that that's okay because we have our fan base and that's all we need (laughs) yeah our fan base yeah and thank and thank you to both of them because i think we're up to two now (laughs) um we should take a break and when we come back last week we talked about underrated 60s songs or artists which i want to talk a little bit more about like we jump in like oh yeah Kind of sent me on a 60s like road trip, which oh, yeah, I want to totally. a little bit. Well, after the break, when we come back, yeah. we're going to talk about some six, uh, 70s artists after we talk about last week's 60s trip. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be right back.
All right, so we're back from the break. And Mike, you want to make a comment about something we did on last week's show and how it sent you down a rabbit trail? Yeah, it was like just when you brought up the idea the of doing underrated or underappreciated songs from the 60s, I kind of like that first was like, shit, I don't know that many songs from the 60s. And then you start realizing, well, you kind of do. You just didn't expect them to be in the 60s or they were late 60s versus early 60s. Anyway, I went down this whole psychedelic rock, like 60s kick this week. Yeah. Um, and it was unbelievable. There's, like, there's so, much so stuff. much stuff. There's so much stuff that like between the like, like any it's bands that I know, like the Doors, the Beatles, Janis Joplin, Cream. Jefferson Airplane. Oh, Jefferson Wolf, Airplane like, is so good. <laughs> um, but like so many songs or, or so many bands like shit, like I really did like 60s music. I just kind of fell out of it for a bit. So I've been listening to a lot of it again this week and it's been fucking awesome, man. There's so much good stuff. And Jefferson Airplane in particular, like you listen to that, like White Rabbit, come on. Yeah. Oh God, so, so good. good. There's yeah that whole genre that whole decade in particular though the rock music that came well not just the rock but the music that came out of there in particular yeah so good and but what a difference when you think about it going from say the early 60s to the late late 60s 60s. oh right it's It's almost like night day (laughs) yeah well they kind of you went from the kind of doo-wop that late 50s carryover yeah into that woodstock like almost hendrix santana you know that type of yeah oh and then a few bands found the distortion pedal and then turned blues into rock and like that's basically what happened like it's what's happened like that's what makes a band like black sabbath like unreal because like how does a band like that happen in the 60s it's unbelievable. Right? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. How does it, like, even the Beatles, like, how do the Beatles happen? Like, it's just, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And that's honestly part of the thinking that kind of went behind this idea. Like, yeah, there's the greats and they're the greats for a reason, but there's so many other great bands that don't get the attention or great yep. songs that don't get the attention. So, this week we are focusing on the seventies and we've each got three tracks. Yes. Now, do you want to lead off again with your, with an opening track or do you want me to go first? No, I would love to do this. Um, so this one, I, this, I think I randomly stumbled across it one day on YouTube and I have no idea how I did it. Um, anyway, this is, uh, Joe Walsh's band, like before the eagles okay um and so it's called the band's called james gang and the song's called walk away i've got the live version of it like them actually playing it live and it sounds so much better than their actual recorded version so i just want to play this one i love it when that happens okay this is fucking dynamite give it a listen oh wait i gotta share my screen well, yeah, you know, that helps, but <laughs> I will give full, like, while you're queuing it up, I will give full props. Whenever a band actually does better live than the recorded version, I love when that happens. It is so yep. seldom, 
but I love when that happens. In the live, like the, the sorry, the the recorded version of the song is great. Like, yeah, no, nothing wrong with it. But the like this was the version I heard when I first heard them. Was like, oh, this like this defines this is seventies music for me. Anyway, nice. All right, let's this. hear. It. Be take her look at math on the drums. <laughs> Seriously, right? <laughs> Seriously, that looks like Taggart if Taggart had like an extra 150 pounds on him. <laughs> anyway, you know, that's the it's, song. It's a great track. Um, it's weird because I'll tell you the first thing I thought the video is a little distracting, mainly because of the special effects and the light show in the background. Like yes. it, the first thing it reminded me of was the house of Frankenstein mm -hmm. when the wolfman used to come out have songs going in the background and he'd be dancing yep 100 percent, 100 percent. that's um, awesome great reference but the the next thing that hit me and i no, i already knew this but the next thing that hit me is holy shit joe walsh is so good i mean i knew that already um but how can you not be impressed with joe walsh and like, what he was doing it, and yeah like you you kind of lose the appreciation for each individual person in the eagles because like together they're like there's no other sound like them like exactly that's them like you can try to have that many people in a band and like try to recreate their sound but like that's them um but it's cool like this because this is kind of pre-eagles getting big or doing anything i think because this was 71 that was 71 yeah um so like he's not big in the eagles yet but you can just see how fucking talented he is oh hell yeah he's so fucking good like guitar playing is fucking phenomenal like really just like choppy and just rocky which is awesome and his vocals are incredible. Like he's such an incredible singer. And to think he probably still wasn't the best singer on the Eagles. Mm -mm. So, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. It just tells you the level of talent in that band. Yep. Yep. Um, for sure. My first one is a band that you're probably not super familiar with. Okay. Um, some people are and if you talk to the right people they will say that this band is an influence on quite a few um the band's name is mott the hoople 
Uh, this is one of their more popular tracks, but I don't think this band gets enough credit. Um, these guys are so popular that even Ozzy Osbourne has covered this track. So okay. I think they deserve more attention. Uh, and if you go back and listen to their stuff, like it's just fantastic. If you're familiar with in the nineties, uh, let's say, uh, the butthole surfers. Yep. Yep. They did a song called hurdy gurdy, man. That was these guys. Got it. So they covered this song from Martha Hoople or not this song. Sorry. They covered a song from Martha Hoople, but the song that I've got queued up for you here is all the young dudes. definitely know this song. A little avatar, not about a suicide. I'd kick it in the head when he was 25. Speed jive, don't want to stay alive when you're 25. And when you're stealing clothes from Marks and Sparks, and Freddy's got spots from ripping up the stars from his face. Funky little boat race. Television man is crazy Sam with juvenile delinquent wrecks Yes, Ozzy covered. Well, other people have covered it as okay. well, but Ozzy covered that this, song as I've well. I've heard that. I've heard this song. So, I think they're underrated. Um, people in the in the know would probably say they're not, but if you ask like somebody in the general public what they think about Moth the Hoople, they're probably going to look at you like you have three heads. I I wouldn't know them by name. And honestly, you wouldn't be alone. Um, but I think they're underrated and they need more yeah. attention. So yeah. that's my first contribution. I that was a great selection, man. Great selection. I'm glad you dug I it. love there's so many bands, I think, from the sixties and seventies who um who just didn't crack it enough. Like they cracked it, they're memorable. You kind of know them, but they they weren't kind of the level of for whatever of, reason. Whether yeah. it was, you know, um, industry, you know, dumb luck. Maybe it was some type of tragedy that you know f- befalled the band. Yep. Whatever the reason, it yep. just didn't happen for them. Yep, I know what you yep. mean. You've got another selection. I do. Let awesome. me uh, let me bring this one up here for you. Nice. So, I'm going to go a little Canadian here. Okay. I'm going to dig this one. I can tell already. This is from the band, The Guess Who. Love it. The song is Sour Sweet. Okay. Which, I don't know if it is underrated, but I just think it's like, it's a classic Burton Cummings song. Like, absolute classic Burton Cummings song. Like, you can't, like, as grand as he kind of 
like puffs his chest out and stuff like that. You can't not listen to the song and be like, yeah, fuck, man, you're really fucking good. <laughs> like, you're really fucking good. All right. Anyway, give it a, let's give it a listen. Yeah, for sure. familiar with the song because i love the guess who yeah i do think it is one of their underrated tracks compared to some of the other ones that most people are familiar with like if you had a list if you had a track list of songs for me to listen to from the guess who and i had to choose let's say between american woman over that one i'm choosing that one me too i I think it's just a better track agreed agreed so it's and like i Yes, that's not like a, like a big upbeat track. Like it's kind of a more mellow chill track. But it's just very well done. It, like again, you realize just how fucking talented Burton Cummings is. Like because he carries that entire song, both vocally and instrumentally wise. Yeah, like that's crazy. It's crazy, and it's just it's uh, yeah. I just think it's one of the best songs out of the seventies. Regardless of it's, it's definitely one of the best Guess Who songs for sure. Yeah, it's just, not it's I, not my all time favorite Guess Who song, but it is no, one of like my all time would probably be No Sugar Tonight. Yeah, that's that's a good one. It's a banger. Yeah, <laughs> um, but this sounds like the seventies to me again. So I don't know. I just I kind of gravitate towards it whenever I think of the seventies. I totally get it. Yeah, my. Uh, yeah, so many good tracks. I was very tempted to go with uh, a specific Canadian act for my second one. Okay. Until I listened to the new Taggart and Torrance podcast. <laughs> okay. And they went on a whole tangent about these guys. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Because I know we had this conversation a couple pods ago about April Wine. Yeah. When we were talking about summer jams. Yeah. So... I'm not going to do it. Okay. (laughs) I am, however, going to go to a different Canadian artist. And this is a really deep dive. Not too many people know about this guy. Okay. I'm going back to my home province. So we're going all the way back to Newfoundland. A gentleman by the name of Ron Hines. Now, Ron Hines is considered one of the best songwriters to come out of the province. And rightfully so, 
Um, he wrote one song in particular that was released back in the mid seventies. And I have his live performance here that I'm going to bring up for you in a moment, but this song has been covered multiple times by multiple artists and some big artists, including like, not that I'm a country fan, but like Amy Lou Harris has covered this one. Okay. Johnny Cash has covered this song. Okay. Like there's some big hitters that have done this one. Okay. The song is called Sonny's Dream, and I've got the live version here. Okay. So I'm going to press play, see what you think. I already love it just based on that still. Oh, yeah. This is like 70s through and through. Yeah. So With the old school CBC logo down the bottom. Oh, yeah. This is like hardcore. Oh, beautiful, bud. Beautiful. Here we go. Space where you could take off your sneakers and give up the race. You could lay down your head by a sweet riverbed. But Sonny always remembers what it was his mama said. And she said, Oh, Sonny, don't go away. I am here all alone. And your daddy's a sailor who never comes home. And the nights get so long. So recently, just the silence goes on. And I'm feeling so tired. I'm not all that strong. Sonny carries a load. He is barely a man. There ain't all that to do. Still, he does what he can. And he watches the sea from a room by the stairs. And the waves keep on rolling. They've done that for years. Oh, Sonny, don't go away. I am here all alone. And your daddy's a sailor who never comes home. Now, I personally love Ron Hines. I think he is a great songwriter, but with the exception of the few people that know of him, yep. I don't think he gets enough attention. I don't think he got the attention that he deserved when he was alive. Uh, he unfortunately passed away a few years ago, um, not too long ago, um, but that song made, made him very famous because of how well it was written, uh, how many people covered it. And uh, yeah, it, it's one of my favorites. And I guarantee that is one of those songs. You can go to any house party anywhere on the island, and that song will be sung at one point throughout the night. You go to any bar on George Street, and oh, dear God, before the end of the night, that song is being broke out. I totally get it. Yeah, <laughs> and not totally. just in Newfoundland either. That's happening just about anywhere on the East Coast. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> oh. I can totally see that. Yeah, and he's he's got a good catalog of other songs too, but that was his biggest hit. So, uh, Ron Hines definitely an underrated artist. Um, so I hope people check out his stuff. Definitely yeah. more of that folksy type, almost like Gordon Lightfoot type feel, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The band that he was performing with there, it's actually. Uh, the, the original was a uh, wonderful grand band, but then Ron Hines went out on his own as a single artist. So, but yeah, that, that was my second one. A little bit of really deep cut Canadian. That's okay. 
Yeah. That's okay. I enjoyed the visual. I the song was great. The song like very much East Coast. Like you know oh, 100% it's totally. from the East Coast. But I enjoyed the look the of visual it and the aesthetic was very like I could just smell the stale smoke of like people in the audience. Like it just smells like darts. Yeah, and, like, darts and stale beer. Yes. Like just <laughs> perfect. Absolutely perfect. Totally. I'm with you. <laughs> and you've got one more track, right? I do got one more. Okay. I gotta let's go hear back. It. I gotta go back to my boy Neil Young. Okay. Two weeks. And in I a gotta row. go back to my absolute favorite song by Neil Young. Um, I've seen this performance. This is a great one. And this was like right as the song was coming out, like I think, or like right when he had just written it, which is crazy because he'll talk about it as like, this is my new song. It's like, new song. Like, this is crazy. Like, you got to be in the audience to see Neil Young perform the song Old Man for the first time, or like, like just it blows my mind. Blows my mind. Anyway, this song I absolutely love. It's like the perfect Neil Young song for me because it's just him and it is in his guitar. Um, and I've got a live version of it here, which I always find he does his songs better live than they are on the album. Um, anyway, we'll give it a, a little listen. Nice. Let me make sure. That was good. Thank you. It's a new song I wrote about my ranch. I live on a ranch in California. I just bought it a while ago from uh, these two lawyers. And uh, there was an old man living on it. I don't know if you have things like that here, like uh, foreman on ranches. It's like an old caretaker who takes care of all the cows, fences and everything. So I wrote this song for him. I mean, first off, how can you not love that song? Right? I mean, but here's what gets me. Like, that video that you just showed me had over 74 million views. Yeah. Awesome. Over 357,000 likes. Great. Yeah. Who in the hell are the 15,000 people that gave that, like, thumbs down? Idiot, like, idiots and assholes. Oh, like, God. Give your balls a tug. Like how fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, yeah, honestly, that's it is it is one of my favorite Neil Young tracks. Um, yeah. And it's like right the up there with like Harvest great. Moon for me. Yeah. Like the album version's great. 
no nothing wrong with it but just every time i've seen him do a live version of it and dallas green did a live version of it i think a few years ago for the junos okay unbelievable too like nice beautiful um anyway i just that's one of my faves well my my third one is actually queued up from a reference in my first one <laughs> from Mott the Hoople. Um, okay. There was a lyric in there about who needs TV when you've got T-Rex. And my third one is actually T-Rex. <laughs> now, this band, most people will know them and think that they are a one-hit wonder. And you probably know them from the song Bang a Gong, Get It On. Okay. Well, that's these guys. That's these guys. Okay. But they are more than just a one-hit wonder, and I think they are underappreciated for that. Okay. So I brought up another one of their tracks, one of my favorites from them, called Cosmic Dancer. So I'm going to play it for you, give it about a minute, see what you think. Okay. I was dancing when I was 12. I was dancing when I was 12. I was dancing when I was out I was dancing when I was out I danced myself right out the womb I danced myself right out the womb Is it strange to dance so soon? I love this concept. I was dancing when I was eight. Is it strange to dance so late? Is it strange to dance so late? And it just keeps going. And with the orchestral stuff in the background, and it's one of my favorites. I, I can see it. Like, I don't know if, like, lyrically I understood it. It's a little but, weird. But, I, but I'm, not big on, I'm not big on lyrics. Like, that's not yeah. what I listen to. I listen to, like, yeah, like the song. Like it's the, the feel, right? All that. Um, I dig it, man. I dig it. I think of I think of three colors when I when I hear that song: oh. brown, orange, and and white. Okay, just those like or like a little bit of mustard yellow, like those stereotypical seventies colors. Yeah, is what I hear is what I see when I hear that song. Almost like those old floral couches. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Totally. I know what you yes. mean. Um, I don't think T Rex gets enough credit for what they did. Um, I think they get seen as that one hit wonder and that album in particular is just fantastic. Yeah. So, 
Speaking of albums, before we wrap up the show, yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but have you listened to the new hip album? I have. And? It's un-fucking-believable. Nice. Okay. I've got some catching up to do with my listening because I spent part of my week listening to the album for the podcast Wax and Poetic Listening Club. Yep. Yep. So... This is actually probably the perfect segue to start wrapping up the show. So the track or the album for the podcast listening club, Wax and Poetic, is Blue Rodeo's Lost Together. You have one week to listen to it. And we will be sending out an email probably tomorrow uh, with the reminder for all those involved that want to take part in the Zoom call to take advantage, get like take part whatever you know because next sunday is our meeting yep and it's going to be happening 9 p.m eastern i'm looking forward to it it's going to be awesome it'll be it'll be a time it'll be good it won't be be a time it won't be as rushed this time because you know as far as i know there's no birthdays to worry about Um, no (laughs) (laughs) yeah so doesn't sneak in with the fucking birthday yeah exactly god damn what, what an asshole that guy is. Selfish <laughs> prick. <laughs> um, on top of that, we still have the poutine bracket going on. The second uh, round is going on. Uh, the new vote for that one is up today, which means we'll have another, the last one going up uh, tomorrow or the next day, whatever. Whatever. I can't keep track anymore. Uh, and then we will be starting the round after that. But before we start that round, we got to get a wild card in there. So we will have a wild card. The way the wild card is going to work, I'm going to go through the last two rounds. And I'm going to pick the ones that have had the highest percentage of votes. And they will automatically be included for the wild card. And it will be a two-day vote for the wild card. Short and sweet. Beautiful. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Otherwise, you can check us out wherever you get your fine podcasts and not-so-fine podcasts like ours, Apple, Spotify, whatever the case may be. (laughs) You can hit us up on social media if you want. Uh, You can check Mike out at Mike underscore podcast. I'm at Neil underscore podcast. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever the case may be there as well. And am I forgetting anything? No. Nice. All right. Any parting words? Go Leafs go. Like go fucking hard boys. Like let's fucking go. Um, And if you haven't already listened to Saskadelphia, by the tragically hip it is like hearing old songs for the first time all like it's it's for me it's hearing road apples for the first time nice that's what i would compare it to and i, I remember that. i can vaguely remember hearing it for the first time but like to hear it like with ears now is awesome anyway that is my parting words this week wow look at you being all talkative holy crap <laughs> <laughs> all right we will talk to everyone next week and uh, if you are in on the music club keep an eye on your inbox and if you want to take part drop us a line bods at podcast.com talk to you later